This is Todd from the Junkyard Outreach. Welcome, and thanks for joining me. For more information and episodes, check out junkyardoutreach.com. 1 Corinthians 14, 12. So with yourselves, since you are eager for manifestations of the Spirit, strive to excel in building up the church. And there's a lot to unpack in this verse, but I want to focus on building up the church. Which church? The church that Jesus is building. Matthew 16, 18, and I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The church is like a brick wall continually being built up brick by brick, and it's our privilege as believers, part of the family of God, to play a part in building up this church. We build up the church when we deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow him, and we go on that narrow and difficult road where life is. And wherever he takes us and whatever he calls us to do, that life surrendered to Jesus contributes to building up the church. Paul said to the Ephesian believers in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, And he, Jesus, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ or the church, until we attain to the unity of faith, and we're not there yet, and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. And it seems we're still stuck in this rut and we have a long way to go. But how do we move forward in building up the church? Well, Paul tells us as he continues in the verse, but it's an individual thing. We got to understand that our role in the church is not necessarily just being part of a local church, even though that's cool and God uses us there, but it's an individual thing. My walk with Jesus is a part of building up that church. He uses us to do his work. Many times we don't even realize it. We ask ourselves, what's the point of my life? Lord, what am I doing? Am I doing anything? Well, yeah, you are. You just got to keep on keeping on. Continuing in verse 15, it says, rather speaking the truth in love, there's the first thing, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. So everything that we're doing is pointing towards Jesus. We're growing, we're maturing, we're moving forward in our relationship with him. Verse 16, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So Jesus is the head of the church, and he holds the church together like joints in a body. So when you have opposing Christian groups, we need to remember that Jesus is holding them together, whether they like it or not. There's a bigger picture at work here than justifying our own way of worshiping or teaching or whatever. It's the overall church of Jesus that is supposed to be built up. But just as Jesus is maturing some, there are others that they seem to wage war against one another over dumb things and talking trash and tearing them apart. And man, that's not what God wants us to do. In Ephesians 4.29, Paul continues, he says, let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up, edify. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to build up. We're trying to make things stronger, make things better. 
but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And that grace is something that people need to see through us. The last debate between a Christian and an atheist that I watched, I was so disgusted by the behavior of the so-called believer that I turned it off and I haven't watched another one since. And it's been probably five years. And this guy was harsh and sarcastic and he was a bad witness. And the atheist is just like, dude, I'm just telling you what I believe. There was no grace, there was no mercy, there was no love, rather pride and arrogance. And that is not edifying the body of Christ. That's making us all look like idiots. Because it's not about winning arguments, it's about proclaiming the truth in love, like Paul just said in verse 15. And this is not just between believers that we speak the truth in love, it's everybody. We must speak the truth in love. First off, we got to know the truth. we got to know Jesus. Once we know him, then all of a sudden, a lot of this stuff begins to come into view, and we're like, oh, this makes sense. We are here to love one another. Like Jesus said, they're going to know you're my disciples by the way you love one another. And if that's the criteria for being a Christian, you need to ask yourself, am I loving one another with God's love? And that includes people outside of the body of Christ. Romans 15, 2, it says, let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. How many people have neighbors who are not believers? We're still commanded to love our neighbors, like Jesus said, and build them up as well. And this is a great witness to the unbelievers. If they see Jesus in us, that compels them to start to think about Jesus. And when they are thinking about Jesus, he's right there waiting for that moment when the Father draws that person to him. And we play a part in that. And being active in our role is huge. Be active in proclaiming the truth in love. Be active in loving your neighbor. Be active in showing this dark world the love of God. And worship has a lot to do with building up the body. And recently I was in a worship service among pastors and the Holy Spirit revealed some things that were amazing as usual. And they were confirmed by others in the room. And the end result was another moment when the Holy Spirit revealed himself to the believers. And it was a beautiful time of connecting with God. And in these moments, God will speak through those he chooses, and he did. And as a result, everybody was edified or built up. It was just very cool. And 1 Corinthians 14.3 says, On the other hand, the one who prophesies, and that means basically relaying the words God is telling them to say, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding or their edification. So God's saying something to someone, and it's confirmed in their heart. And they're like, yeah, that's exactly what I was just thinking. God just said it through another person. This is really cool. God's speaking. He's speaking his words, and I'm getting it. I'm understanding this is the word of God, and I'm being edified. The one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. I believe this is one of the most tragically neglected things in the church. When it happens, and I'm speaking about when we're in worship, and I'm not talking about singing, you know, we can worship while we're singing, but singing isn't worshiping. Singing is singing. The worship happens between God's Holy Spirit and your spirit, and that doesn't have to be in the setting where people are singing. It happens all the time. It, it needs to happen everywhere. It needs to happen in your home, in your car, because God is not limited to a one time a week when everyone's singing, and we worship continually. We need to allow our spirit to worship God, and it's really encouraging and consoling. God's right in the midst, speaking forth his word to those believers, reminding us that, hey, I'm still around. My plan's still continuing day by day, and you're a part of that plan. And that gets you pumped. Romans 14, 19. So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. So we as believers must pursue those things that build us up and those who are around us in truth, sharing that love of God as he pours it out into our hearts. That's the reason he pours out his love into our hearts, so we can dump it out in this world. Dump it out on your neighbor. Dump it out on the guy who's having a bad day. 
That's what it's for. It's to give. It's to pour out. He pours the love into our hearts. We pour it out. That's the way it works. Romans 5, 5. And yes, there are those who think we're crazy. So what? Look around the world. Look how many people are crazy in the world. Look at what they're doing. You know, people who think Christians are fools, and there's definitely some who make that assumption easier to believe. But remember what the scriptures say. 1 Corinthians one twenty one. For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. So it's considered folly back then too. But people are still getting saved. For the Jews demand a sign and the Greeks seek wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and folly to the Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. So people are going to call us fools. They're going to say things about us and you know what? Whatever. Let them do it. Yeah, we've been called fools for centuries. But if we're going to be called a fool, let us be called a fool because we're speaking the truth in love and not acting like idiots. If we behave consistently with the scriptures, then we're on solid ground. But if we're acting in a way that dishonors God, then we deserve the criticism we get. And here are a few verses telling us what not to do. Galatians 5.26, let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. You see that in the church? Galatians 6.9, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. 1 Thessalonians 5.6, therefore let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. In other words, pay attention to the world and be on your guard continually. 1 John 3.18, my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Like James says, be doers of the word, not hearers only. And wrapping it up in Philippians 4.8, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things or meditate on these things. So stay in the fight, continue to pursue Jesus, and in so doing, build up the church. Thank you.